legit almost did fall apart. I clicked the wrong button. Hello, everybody. <sighs> Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon. And as always, joined by my cohort. A pizza or two richer this week. Are we? Are we? Steve Ace King Officer Jurek, the main screen. Hello. What's up, Steve? What is up is uh, the intake of water. I've intake of water? On. Because it's quite warm. It is quite warm. Mm -hmm. It has been quite warm. Yeah. You know what? I think we should... I would like to say something about how warm it is. For anybody up in the Pacific Northwest, things are rough. I wish you all the best. From somebody who was in Texas when things were freezing over and being unusual because of climate change, you're dealing with the exact opposite situation. So please stay safe. And best wishes to all of y'all up there in the, the heat wave. You know, it's it, it's interesting because, like, you're, you're getting a really, 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 really bad heat wave, and it's kind of drying everything. But it's a good thing that there is no holiday coming up where people purposefully set fire to things. So... At least we have that. It was kind of funny because um, Minnesota United, uh, they went to play a game in Portland. And it started, the because of the heat, it got pushed back to an 8.30 local start mm -hmm. time, which was 10.30 here. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I was kind of like, why are we starting? Why are they starting so late? And then I saw that even with the delay, temperature was about 90, 95 degrees mm -hmm. at 8.30, which was... Yeah. On, oh, my goodness. On Sunday, that, on Sunday, the Olympic trials were delayed because it was 112. It's stupid. It's yeah. stupid. By the way, speaking of Minnesota, the Loons, I want to congratulate you for beating the worst team in the league last week, Austin FC, the official well, here, worst team in the league. Here's the thing. Yeah. Austin FC is it's awful. Not I hate them. It's they're not record setting bad. Oh, they they'll get there. Minnesota United first couple seasons were first season we we set the record for most goals conceded in a single season. Mm -hmm. We broke that record next year, but we didn't get the record because there was somehow another team that that allowed even more that same season. Yeah, but it, it it took a while. So 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 have faith. Look, stay I strong. cannot, Steve. Stay strong, Steve. I cannot stay have strong. faith. I cannot have faith in a team where the coach doesn't even do any substitutions at all until the very very end of the game. First of all, and I can't have faith in a team that charges a hundred dollars for general admission tickets for every game when they're actually worth like fifteen to twenty dollars. So screw all that. Look. You know, but Look, here's the we thing, went Steve. through that very first that that first point. We went through that very same thing. Have faith. Now you know you who know, I do have you know faith in. Do. Yes, <laughs> I, I think you have faith in the same person. Is the, the winner? Is the winner? Beaver for the win. Thank you, Beaver, for the win for the resub. Forty-three months in a row, a founder. Thank you, thank you, Beaver. I almost said thank you, Steve. <laughs> well, you well, should I mean, thank you, Steve. Thank you a lot. Thank you. You make you are you are the engine that makes this this truck that is best of five go. And we're all screwed because of it. Alright, let's get down to business because we've been we've been kinda yippity yapping. 
Now, right off the bat, last week I said things were happening. So, here's the first thing that's happened. Hello. Ho! I've had that mic in front of my face for like the past hour. Uh, so this is what I look like. Uh, for those of you listening, I have shaved, and I plan on staying shaved as long as I can. I bought an automatic, or like an electric trimmer, so that'll be a thing. Uh, secondly, uh, this is my last episode. I'm, there's more to this, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was an unnecessarily <laughs> pregnant pause. There was, there was just, there was, there was a natural way to continue that thought, but you inserted a semicolon. I apologize. Uh, this is my last episode in this room. So everybody, please say goodbye to this wall that has treated us so well for the past couple of months because I am moving on Thursday. I'm picking up the keys to the new place and I'm hoping to have everything set up on Monday, but no promises. I might have to miss the show on Tuesday. Um, I am bringing this artwork, though. So, thank you, wall. Thank you, floor. Thank you, ceiling. Thank you, door. You will be missed. The wall is the real hero. You're right. You're right. Moving gets, you know, it can be somewhat emotional. For reasons that just don't make sense. Like, you're cleaning out a closet. You're, you're, You're digging out, like, that medicine that you tucked away in that spot so you wouldn't forget it but then you did forget it and it's mm-hmm. been there for like years you you pick that up and you just sort of like you, you you think back to when you got it and the memories that you formed in that place oh i thought you were still talking about the medicine i well the that memories you be formed something with that the triggered medicine. it yeah no, it, i get it, you i get yeah. you but look it's it's all for positives right cuz i'm moving out of a place that I'm not too... Well, like, I'm very fortunate to have, but I'm not too happy with. Uh, and I'm moving in with my significant other. So, good oh. times. And I'm going to have Google Fiber. That's the most important part. Oh, yeah. Forget, forget the SL. Fiber. Forget Google living with fiber. someone you love. It's just all about the Google Fiber. It's Google fiber. fiber. And a pool right outside of my door. I'm excited. That's a quote from a TV show, so you don't have to bleep that out. Uh, I still do. No, you don't. Uh, all right. Like T- tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the tweet. <laughs> we're going to talk about the tweet. Uh, we're going to talk about Tekken 7. I don't know if you guys know this, but current player numbers have skyrocketed in Tekken. We're going to try to dig and see where. The reason for that is, there we go, got it. Uh, Melty's coming out soon, in a couple months. Uh, we have some trailers, we have some announcements, we have some other announcements. And we even have some crazy shenanigans. But first, Steve, I believe it is time. It is time. I need to jump right into this recap because it's it's happening as we speak. So I mentioned this last week. Uh Capcom Pro Tour was going dark for a couple weekends to make room for the closed qualifiers for the Intel World Open. This is the second step of three uh, players who participated in the Open qualifiers. Top two from each of those advanced to a closed qualifier. Top players from each of of these qualifiers taking place this week advanced to the regional final. 
and uh, that's where the money is going to be made. So once once we get to that last stage, that's when over to, uh, when uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars will be on the line. Uh, those events actually started last night uh, with the Australia closed qualifier. Uh, Travis Styles is your winner there, holding it down over ROF in the grand final. BK Sama and Panda rounding out the top four. All four of those players are going to the Oceania regional final. Uh, it's actually five players from Australia who are going. I am unclear on how that tie is broken uh, between the two fifth place finishers. I've reached out to ESL for clarification on that, and as of this show's airing, uh, I have not received that clarification. So, one more ticket will be punched. I'm just not sure who gets that ticket. Um, but that was the first of a few. Uh, China was next on the docket. Uh, Ding Chun Q ran a train over everybody, beat all three players in the bracket, 3-0, uh, uh, sent by Tenny uh, to uh, 3-0 in uh, the opening round, beat VX Bao 3-0 in the winner's final, and then beat Xiao Hai 3-0 in the grand final. But Xiao Hai and VX Bao are headed to the East Asia Regional Final as well. VX Bow, the benefit, uh, beneficiary of uh, one of the regions not having enough players. So China got a third qualifying spot. Uh, there was another one that took place uh, earlier. Uh, e Europe East, excuse me. Uh, and this one was won by uh, Maumas. I apologize for my pronunciation there. Representing Lithuania. Hmm. You had two Lithuanian players make it into top eight here. Uh, Kajis being the other one. Shady Imposter and uh, Mirkin rounding out top three, both representing Poland. And Kalmal from Bulgaria uh, rounding out top four. All four of those players are headed to the uh, Europe East regional final to take on whoever comes out of the Russian qualifiers. And just before we went live, we actually had one more uh, qualifier, and that was the U.S. East qualifier. And it was won by IDOM, who defeated Punk. Uh, Punk losing twice to IDOM uh, after the first one, who was upset about... Uh, SFN connection. Uh, I, I watched. I got a chance to watch a little bit of this. Uh, there were some rough patches in a uh, couple of the matches that I did get to see. Uh, but six of the eight players there: Punk, Arturo, Brian F, Kami, and Shine. Uh, they will all join IDOM in the North America East Regional Final. They will take on the top two players from Canada East, uh, and that will be determined later this week so if you check out twitch.tv slash esl this is going to be going on all week qualifiers all the way through monday if i remember correctly uh full schedule is available on juke.gg also i just want to clarify i love my significant other very much and i would not be moving into that apartment without her thanks 
Now Does continue she with watch the, the show? What? Does she watch the show at all? Or is this sort of like a thing that you do on your own? And she's like, I okay, that's no. It's the scary part. Although I don't think it's scary. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> back to the recap. I'm kind of digging a hole on myself here. All Go right. Let's. Uh, we had a few other events take place. Uh, let's take a look at some so, smash. Is, wait, is this is this the event that is named after the Olympic commissioner? Yes. It took me a while to get there. Our our, our favorite uh, commissioner, who I'm expecting a quote from anytime soon, uh, Dick Pound. <laughs> he, it's hard. <laughs> he, we can't say it without giggling. I feel bad. I mean, that, that's an actual name. That's his actual name. I know. Uh, this was not named after him. But uh, Pound held an online version of their 2021 event this past weekend. IBDW holding it down over SFAT in the grand final to win the title. Toussaint and Coterin rounding out the top four. Uh, so... I, I didn't see the split of the cash, but there was $5,000 on the line there. Uh, so big ups to Bobby Big Balls for winning the Bob- interesting name of the week. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to let that slide or Hell if nah. you were going to call it off. I mean, Eddie Mexico is a quality name. Sure. Any other event, that would be the winner of your best name category. Mm-hmm. But literally right next to Bobby Big Balls. You can't. You yeah. can't. You can't vote against Bobby Big Balls at Pound. You just can't do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I am 12, and I oh, find we all this are. funny. We all are, and it's great. Do we have any more recap stuff? Uh, we have one other, two other events to talk about. Uh, first off... This was an event that was a long time in the making. Uh, we were kind of stuck in limbo for about a month on this one. Uh, but we finally saw its conclusion uh, this past week, and that was MKX Lids. If you'll remember, this was the event presented by Maximilian and Twitch Rivals, uh, the MKX 32-person Invitational. They got down to top eight, but unfortunately, some jerk in chat was uh, uh, conducting DDoS attacks against some of the players, also publishing home addresses in the chat. So they suspended the event. Uh, They said that they would finish it later. Later finally came. Ninja Killer, your winner, holding off uh, X88 MKX in the Grand Final. Deoxys and Rewind rounding out the top four. So congratulations. Nice. Yeah, congratulations to Ninja Killer. Congratulations to everyone involved for finally getting. That sucks because that's a game, you know, you love to see games that don't normally get the spotlight get that spotlight. And there was a whole bunch of excitement going for it at that point. And to see it just cut off at the knees like that because of internet being the internet just really sucks to see it's not the internet being the internet steve it's some being some i apologize for you having to blur that out however 
uh, again, friend of the show, hold back the blocks, uh, Esteban, the best Esteban, if you will, uh, had uh, a bunch of videos that he had made, much like he did for Killer Instinct. And one of them included uh, Ed Boon, thanking everybody for enjoying MKS, which was really nice. Uh, it, you can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash hold back the block, I believe, uh, or you can follow hold back the block on Twitter, and uh, they posted the videos there. I think that's super cool that, you know, Ed Boon, the face of Mortal Kombat, showed up to thank everybody for putting on such a really dope event. And again, it's unfortunate that, you know, one or two pieces of doo-doo had to ruin it for the rest of us, but we're, I'm glad we found the resolution to it and we were able to uh, finish the tournament. So big ups to Max, Dehado, and the rest of the crew for uh, forging a path forward, making sure everybody stays safe. So there was one other event uh, that we need to talk about. and You don't have a graphic get, for this, do you? I don't have a graphic for this okay. because it hurt to make. Did it? Um, it? Well, I mean, on one hand, I personally benefited from it. But on the other, you know, it, it was at the expense of my fellow North Americans. Um. So we meant we talked at length about the uh, Guilty Gear Strive 10v10 uh, international event, North America versus Japan, uh, not U.S. versus Japan, uh, because Canada came in clutch for Team North America. Uh, did you get to watch any of it? I did not. I mean, I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't get to sit through the whole thing, but I did see when I was scrubbing through it just to get the gist of what happened. I kept seeing one name popping back up on the U.S. side, and I kind of figured what happened at that point. And I got to tell you, man, to be the only person, well, one of two people in an entire 10-person team to win one set, but to then be the only person to win four sets means that they got something that the rest of the team don't, and we need to cultivate the hell out of that. So if you did not see it, it was... Uh, it ended up in Japan's favor. It was 10-5, which put it squarely in the uh, range of my 10-6 guess, which means I won a pizza. Half of it from you, half of it from Sharpie. Yep, and I've um, already ordered the pizza. It is coming from Northeast Pennsylvania. It's my favorite pizza place called Sabatini's. Uh, it should be getting to you next week. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, is it refrigerated? Nope. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> uh, but I watched... I shouldn't have watched this because this was... Um, I had to wake up at 4 a.m. the next day. And but I watched the whole thing. It was uh, uh, there. There were some matches. Well, well let, first let's say it. Uh, ten. This final score was ten five. Huh? No Kami got one for 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 Team North America. Deb, who is from Canada, she got the other four. Crazy that the people we expected to take sets. <laughs> I it, it, there were like there were a couple of sets that were pretty close, like Kid Viper versus Domi right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
that mm-hmm. could have gone either way, and then just the last round, Domi just exploded, and but but that was tight. You you had a few sets like that. Um, Sonic Fox actually did pretty well in that first set against Koichi. Then Koichi made the adjustment, mm-hmm. but then there were some uh, blow ups, like. Uh, I went to get a drink of water when Samito and uh, Hook and God got started, and by the time I got back, that was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. That was a speed run. Um, that is very, very good. I, it is crazy. How good it's is. tough. Yeah. You know, we're, we're still talking about a very young game, so mm-hmm. it it feels silly to have these conversations about who the best is right now. Clearly, she's the best in North America. She's, you know, it's it's <laughs> That's tough the only to metric argue we have. against her. <laughs> it's tough to argue against her, and I think like like we tend to over overreact to things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and, and in terms of like, oh my god, Lord Knight sucks because he lost. Oh my god, Sonic Fox sucks because they lost. Kizzy K sucks because they lost. Um. But Deb is not someone who's come out of nowhere. She she was really good in uh, uh, Exert. She did she qualified for Arc Revo back in 2019, mm-hmm. 2018 or 2019. I forget. I believe it was 2019. Blue can back me up on this because uh, I know he was he he was using our graphics. Yep, and that's confirmation 2019. But she's been really really good for a long long time um so her being among the best is not a surprise um her being able to take four scalps though <laughs> that caught me off guard I, I i i thought i thought the success would be a little more spread out uh but you've got some very very strong players you've got tomo you've got fat you've got kazunoko you've got goichi who was pushed by Lord Knight. Um, it's... Deb is legit. Deb is really, really legit. That's probably the biggest takeaway you can take, at least from an American perspective, yep. from this event. But Well, I think the biggest American perspective that we can take, Steve, is that you are now richer for it, for having your pizza bet go your way. Which I am upset about because I wanted a pizza. It's okay. Your Sabatini's will get there next week. I wanted, you know, if I wasn't going to win the pizza, I wanted you to win it over Sharpie simply because that means you that North America would have taken more games. Eh, I don't know about that. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like this was a super fun. Like, first of all, big shout outs to Apology Man, Red Bull, Arxis, everybody yeah. for putting that stuff together because that was. Super fun to watch the bits and pieces I did watch of it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like we all have two arms and two legs. We're all from the planet Earth, so I don't think I'm not a big fan of the whole like nationalist mindset. But maybe it's just because I moved countries. So who knows? That 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 is a unique perspective. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think. Deb being as strong as she is is probably the second biggest takeaway. Uh, the first biggest takeaway is uh, 
there was a wise man who once said a few years ago, uh, we ain't beating Japan in anime. They draw this ish. They draw this ish. <laughs> Very true. Mr. Mr. Uh, Flow. Mr. With Flo. words that ring true as true today <laughs> as they did when he first took finger to keyboard in 2017. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, good one. All right. Speaking of blow-ups. Oh, yeah, the lobbies. Lobbies. That oh, did was, they have uh, issues with lobbies? Uh, there was there were a couple, uh, especially with Lost Soul. Uh, there were some... There were some delays in trying to get that set up, and that is unfortunately been par for the course in trying to set this up. I know James Chen was trying to do a, a tournament and could not get uh, could not get uh, streaming couldn't or spectating to work. Mm. Uh, it's you know it, it's just a black mark on an online experience that is pretty damn good. It's good enough to actually run an event like this yeah. somewhat successfully. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's again, it's like the whole buyer's remorse thing. It's a really, really good game. It's almost like Marvel. It's a really, really decent game being held by duct tape and and loose screw screws. You know. That's your aim. But hopefully, you know, they, they have promised that they're going to try to fix it. So hopefully they do sooner rather than later. Now, Steve, we need to move on because we are woefully behind on our schedule here. Uh, but the blow up on the U.S. versus Japan Guilty Gear uh, exhibition was not the only Guilty Gear blow up that happened this week. And Jabaley, I was watching Jabaley's stream and he said, oh, you guys don't talk about me anymore. So Jabaley, we're talking about you now. All right. CEO had an expanded list of tickets or an expanded amount of tickets that they uh, that they were able to uh, give out after CEO 2021 uh, properly sold out in a couple of hours. And within two seconds, Guilty Gear sold out. Quite literally two seconds. And within one hour, all of the spots that he had put, which were spots from uh, the additional tickets that he was able to hand out and from cancellations and refunds, were all gone within one hour. It's like a sneakers. It's like a sneaker sale. It's like trying to get a PlayStation Five. So, CEO and is now. Was, well, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say for Strive, uh, this was not just you know a, a handful of of uh, slots. This was 256 plus, mm-hmm. and it sold out in 30 seconds. Yep. Do you want to know how fast it sold out? Smash GG broke. I was like I said, I was watching J- Bailey's stream uh, at Twitch.tv forward slash CEO Gaming, and they sold out so fast that there were more entrants that there w- than there were spots on Smash GG. It was like. It was like 768 out of 742 or something like that. Or however many spots there were. That's how fast that sold out. <laughs> Smash GG could not handle it and put too many people in the uh, in the Guilty Gear bracket. Wild. So people really are looking forward to this offline tournament. It's crazy. Can't wait to see it. Can December be here yet? No, it cannot. Uh, but, Steve, with 
this blow up, not just in the Guilty Gear side, because everything for CEO, the new stuff got sold out within a couple hours. With all of this came the drama. As is want to do within uh, on fighting game Twitter. Yep. And, you know, this is something that, like, with as quickly as this sold out, this was almost like, we haven't seen anything like this before. No, do you remember, like, I was trying to remember, like, I don't think there's been this much demand for an offline tourney to the point where it sold out this fast, right? Hotels room usually sell out fast, but never spots in a tournament. With the exception I mean, of maybe we, final round 2016 when Street Fighter V came. But even that, that hit a cap the night before. Yep. Because they had like 700, and then they allowed uh, at-the-door registration to get to that, that number. So yeah. yeah. The number and, was in the hundreds. And do you know what else is in the hundreds? It's the number of gift subs from Die by Sword, who has just resubscribed for 44 months. Die by Sword. Lovely to see you, sir, and or madam, yeah. and or anything in between. Good to see the you. The patron saint of, of best, best of five. Uh, thank you, Die Sword. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but I could not let that one pass by. No, it's okay. But, like, we've seen tournaments hit caps before relatively quickly, mm-hmm. you know, but within a few days. Even, like, the first wave of, uh, of, like, uh, CEO, it Guilty Gear sold out quickly, but that was still thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, climax of night was was within twelve hours. You know, relatively quick, but still, with if you registered right away, you could get in. There were people who tried to register at twelve when it went live. Yep, and could not get in, which was holy cow! We've never That's seen crazy. anything like this. But, um, and that's sort of what inspired this tweet from Mars, one of the top Smash players uh, in the scene. He did take to Twitter to to throw up an idea for uh, players who try to get into tournaments. Uh, said, quote, hope they just start letting top players do early, early registration. I know it's top player privilege or whatever. But I'd rather see MK Leo and Light go to CEO, for example, rather than two dudes who are going to go zero and two and ask top players for pictures only after they lose. End quote. That did not go over well on the FGC side. Is this? Can this come there. across on the mic? How about now? Uh, Wait, is this better? For those of you who are listening and not watching, Alon has now that's five, six. Alon has slapped his forehead six times. Don't do. Se- he did seven. <sighs> My forehead hurt. Well, that, that's what happens when you slap it seven times. Yes. I tried to tell you not to go for number seven. Uh, also, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about this, Steve. I think I would like to say that we both agree on whether this is a good idea or not. I think we're both on the same page, but let's discuss it nonetheless, because 
it looks like there is one person in our chat who does agree with this take. Not entirely. I'm not going to say who it is for the podcast, but they see him on the Twitch chat. And here's the sitch. Should top players get special access to tournaments on top of everyone else who actually makes the FGC the FGC? Smash included. Sorry, was that a leading question? I'll allow it. (laughs) I'll allow it. So, here is where I come in. I think, you know, there's two, there are two separate sort of trains of thought I have about this. One is that there, there is very much a difference between those who view fighting game tournaments as spectator sport versus those who view fighting game tournaments as participants in how this is playing out in their thoughts on this. Um, If you are someone who, you know, your main entertainment is watching the games, you're not necessarily going to go to every event. You're not, you're not going to be in there throwing your hat in the ring, but you want to watch good, good play. There's nothing wrong with that. And from that perspective, it makes perfect sense. You know, do you want to watch, if you if you're watching Wimbledon, you know, wouldn't the experience be better if Nadal and Djokovic and Federer and all of those top players were there? If you're if you're watching golf, wouldn't you rather have all of the heavy hitters there? You know, as a viewer, that makes perfect sense. But we're, you know, as a competitor. I've talked about this before, where the FGC, in its ideal, is as close to a meritocracy as there is in esports. You don't have to be you don't have to be signed to a team. You don't have to be you don't have to go and and be noticed by someone in particular or be friends with somebody. You show up whether whether you're the reigning Evo champion or some random person who just picked up a fighting game five minutes ago. You go to an event, you pay your entrance fee, same as everybody else, you sit down and you win the same number of matches to get to the finals. You earn it in gameplay. And that is such a core idea, not just to the tournament itself, but to how so much of this community wants to work that anything that encroaches on that idea is just immediately cast to the side. That's why I think the res- the response to this was so, so negative from the FGC side of things because it runs so opposite to one of the things we view as a core of our community that everyone who shows up earns their respect in the game. You don't get special treatment from being a big name or from, you know, winning a local somewhere else and beating other big names. You go on the sticks or on the controllers and you prove it. 
I agree. However, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Not something so, I usually do. I, I, I think there, there is an argument here. There is an argument to play, to play devil's advocate. So yep. Go First ahead. First of all. There is such a thing as top player, top player privilege. And we experienced it in the ESL tournament just now, where one of the players uh, was, uh, didn't make it in time, and the TOs moved their match from wherever, whenever it was supposed to be to the last match. I think it was, uh, I think it was a lot. I'm not 100% sure. That's top player privilege. If that happened to me, nobody would move matches around for me, right? So, since top player privilege is a thing, and since another top Smash player wants uh, VIP rooms for the top players to warm up and play their friendlies... Uh, and get their handsies, warmies, upsies. Uh, sorry, that sounded way more condescending than I meant it to be. Uh, it did, a little bit. <laughs> uh, look, Smash is part of the FGC as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to say that. But since there is already this top player privilege where, you know, I've had to wait for, like, matches in tournaments for, like, 45 minutes to an hour because another, like, the other player didn't show up and they happened to have a name or they knew somebody, blah, blah, blah. Since this is already a thing, what is the difference between having something like that or having seeding or having anything else than to let top players register early for tournaments? Isn't it better for the tournament all around? Sponsors for the teams means uh, money for more or more attention to the tournament, uh, means more money in the FGC. The bigger names draw the more, draw more viewers, draw more attention, right? More people pay, willing to sit through Twitch ads to watch Mango play than you know, uh, Fart Sniffer thirty nine or whatever. So it's like, what's the difference? If you if first, we have one thing, why not the other? First of all, how dare you besmirch the name of Fart Sniffer thirty nine? I'm sorry. Didn't think They're, of any other they, name. They've been on the grind for months. Um, their soul is very, very strong. So, um, <laughs> that that I don't know. I I found that funny. I I, I hoped you would laughed. <laughs> I, I laughed on the inside, Steve. But I mean, first of all, like seating is more of a necessary evil um, in terms of the operation of tournaments. Because you don't want, if you have four strong players, you don't necessarily, you know, if, if you're running a fair tournament, you don't want all four of those players in, you know, facing each other in the first two rounds. How is that a, fair slash not fair? Because then you're, you're basically giving them a harder and an an unequally hard path. You know, there, there's always, if you have, if you have seating, you know, there are some players who are going to run into, into players who are seated. There are going to be players who run into strong, strong tournaments, but that's spread out. So it's not like, okay, because I'm on this side of the bracket, my path to getting through to the finals is, is significantly harder than someone on that side of the bracket. Isn't that always the case anyway, though? It's always going to be the case in some sense, but it's not necessarily, you know, it, it, it's somewhat avoidable to a degree. I mean, it, the FGC is different in that we don't have absolute rankings. 
Mm-hmm. We don't have a comprehensive list of. We we don't have the same. It's not like golf or tennis where the same 150, 200 players go to every single event and you have this massive pool of results that everybody can lean on so that you have some sort of comprehensive ranking system. There's always going to be some estimation. There's always going to be some some argument with that. But, you know, just at any tournament you run, you want to spread the quality of player throughout the bracket so that if if someone does beat a strong player and pulls the upset, their reward should be a similar path that that person should have gotten instead of, okay, now you got to face the third best player, fourth best player, fifth best player, while 200, 300, 400 are, are on the other side of the bracket. So, so I think that's a different conversation. Okay. So you did say it was a necessary evil, so I think I'm going to have to back off on this one. But I was ready to die on that hill about how seating is FGC classist. I get the argument for you know doing some sort of seating randomization. Yeah, we've had death uh, pools, right? Remember SCR death pools? Those were amazing to watch. Well, yeah, and and that was the punishment for those who didn't register on time. And yeah. that that's literally that isn't necessarily, you know, classes. That's hey, everyone who registers will get put in the regular bracket. Right. Everyone who registers late gets put in this one late bracket. You got to get through this. Everyone yeah. was given the same set of rules. Right. So I don't have a problem I, with that. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying the death pool was good or bad. I'm saying that was a true, like, randomized experience. Right? Or did they actually see that bracket too? I don't remember. I don't think, All, I don't think they had time to see it. I think okay. it was just like whoever, you know, they shuffled it. And All I remember is that is. Marn won, and nobody was expecting Marn to win. It was crazy, and I loved it. Um, and now Finitude brings up a point that it's amazing to watch, but to play, then... Again, top player privilege. I will say, though, that the idea of players getting, you know, early access, you know, registering early, you know, that has happened before. You know, when you talk about tournaments that aren't necessarily like CEO or Evo or Combo Breaker or, you know, tournaments where... Those tournaments sell on their name. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't... If, if you say CEO's happening, you don't think, oh, I wonder who's going to this. You know there's plenty of enough people going that it's going to be a good event. Um, but the smaller events that are just starting up, just trying to, to get bigger, they do partner up with players. They do, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, if you come to our event, you know, we'll, you know, We'll give you a discount on registration. We'll we'll take care of your hotel. We'll take care of your transportation. That happens. Yeah. That shouldn't, you know, that doesn't happen at every event, but it does happen. And, you know, that's the way of the world in that, for that. Yeah, well, and here's but the thing, d- too. D- going off of this, Steve, at the end of the day, as a TO, you have to make sure that you make your tournament uh, attractive enough for people to come, right? Of course, CEO, yeah. Combo Breaker, Evo, they are attractive in their name and in their uh, in their status within the FGC. 
But when you have smaller tournaments, the way you make that attractive is by getting bigger players there. It's like, oh, you have a chance to play a Justin Wong, or you, oh, you have a chance to play Funk, or like what Sharpie did with Xanadu. Oh, you have a chance to play Sonic Fox to kill Sage. Another person whose name I currently don't remember and I feel very awful about. No Kami. No Kami, thank you. Ah. So you have a chance to play those players by going to this smaller tournament. Uh, but again, that that whole situation, while yes, you are, the tournament organizer is making sure that player gets registered, blah, 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 blah. But that's the attraction. That's what's going to get everybody to sign up, right? Like that's what's getting people to sign up to the tournament. So I think that's so. That's not so much as like a top player privilege thing as it is that player providing a service to that tournament that they otherwise wouldn't have been at. I and I get that. I I really do, but that doesn't have to be every tournament. You know, if some tournaments decide they want to go that route, you know, I, I'm I'm not mad about them doing that because you know mm -hmm. this is a business. And tournaments aren't necessarily money makers, so you got to do something to to stand out. You got to be able to make sure that you either make money or at least don't lose money, mm -hmm. so that you can run your event next year. I get that. It's yeah, and just... here's here's why that changes as well. Is that's one or two players, not the entire breadth of the professional, like the team sponsored players, right? There's a very but, much big difference uh, with what's happening, at, w with what this person wants to happen and but, what already happened as far as the situation. But from a business perspective, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're talking about doing this to attract people, if we're talking about an event that sells out in minutes, obviously that doesn't apply. So yeah. if, if you're talking about CEO, right. yeah, that, that's not... It, it tournaments, you know, streaming. I, I I've seen this argument so many times that you know it's a better show for streamers and streamers are so important to tournament. Streamers aren't that big of a deal in terms of tournaments op tournament operations. A lot of times they give that to, they give that portion to whatever channels running the stream, mm -hmm. and they're just you know tos are just concerned with getting the rest of the event to go. Yep. So if you know, it's better for streaming. Obviously, they want they want to become a popular event so that streamers will want to work with them. Mm -hmm. But they're not necessarily going to live and die by by Twitch stream numbers. Yep. So, so that argument I don't think holds as much water as it does. You know, for for me in this instance, we're talking about one of the first major events offline that people can go to in mm. year and a half. Everyone wants to go. Why should my, you know, why should I be more important than you in terms of me, you know, in me getting to go? Why should I be less important than you in terms of me getting to go? You know, we're both people. We we both deserve to be there just as much as anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you're one of these top players, where playing is how you how you put food on the table, or you know a significant part of that, 
registering for events is part of the uh, part of your job. You have to eat, you have to set you have to be prepared to do it. Either do it yourself, or if you're on a team, reach out to someone on your team and say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this event, but while I'm doing this, registration opens for for CEO or for Combo Breaker or whatever." I need you to take care of this for me as soon as it opens, because that's what your team should be doing. If mm-hmm. that's, you know, if, if you're at the level where you're on a, an actual team, not just a crew that not ace king esports where all you get is a hat, which, oh God, I really need to make that happen. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make Hashtag that happen. Hashtag paw Hashtag fear the claw. Hashtag caw caw. Uh, okay, let me stop playing devil's advocate here because it's very difficult for a topic that I am very much passionate about. Uh, here's the situation. For someone who is not a professional player, for somebody who plays at their locals, for people who go on too, it doesn't matter. Going to a tournament is already a big drain on the bank account if it's not being paid for, Right? But the attraction is you get to see friends that you normally see, right? When you go to tournaments, you always run into the same people. When you go to a tournament, you get to sit down and play with everybody, you know? And much like what Steve was saying, uh, it doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Gandhi or if you're, uh, or if you're Daigo. Everybody's placed in the same bracket. And yes, seeding is the whole thing. But like Steve said, necessary. Uh... When you make it harder for the people who are ultimately providing the avenue of which these players are making money to register for a tournament because you're prioritizing the players who benefit from everybody else. That is the end of the FTC as we know it. Like, I'm not going to even attempt to sign up for tournaments if I am not 100% or like if it's super difficult to get in, right? And I don't mean that as in the situation that happened with CEO. I don't even mean that with the situation that happened with Melty Blood or with Melty Blood, with uh, Climax and Night. I mean that as in if by the time I get to registration, the cards are so stacked against me because 800 sponsored players get to register before me, and, I ha- and I'm thinking about putting up thousands of dollars to go to a tournament. And this, the cards are already stacked against me in just registering. There's no way in hell I'm even going to consider that. Right? Even if I have good friends going. Even if I love fighting games. As a person who is not a top player. As a person who likes going to tournaments. And likes playing Going 0-2, I've gone 0-2 a billion times, and then you get to play with people, you get to play with your friends, and you get to learn. If we're treated like second-class players because we don't have a fancy team name next to our, next to our uh, registration names, because we don't have somebody foot in the bill, there's no way in hell I'm going. There's no way in hell I'm going to spend my money. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that thinks this way. So without 
you know, the majority of the tournament going, all you have are just exhibitions with much smaller pot bonuses. Or not smaller pot bonuses, but much smaller pots because you're not going to have people signing up. And at this point, then you're just going to get a very weird self-masturbatory community of top players just playing each other. And that's all that's going to keep happening. And sure, it's going to be entertaining for the short run, but at the end of the day, it's going to get old. It's going to get old really fast. Because with the open bracket format that we have, you can have situations like a Gandhi, right? You can have situations where IDOM wins Capcom Cup. But without that, the FGC ain't The FGC is nothing. So that's you know ultimately, what? I think, where it lies. And the other, the other thing to remember with that is those big players... Guess what? They started out as not big players. Mm-hmm. They, they started out. They, they started out two, as one and two. They started you know, out they, as two dudes who are gonna go zero and two and ask top players for pictures only after they lose. Maybe not at the ask for pictures part, but I'm just directly quoting because I'm pretty sure Mars has gone zero and two in a couple of turns. Yeah, I th- I think there's an argument to be made about the possibility of setting us. A- setting a couple of seats aside no there's or, not. or working there could be it's not necessarily an argument i agree with in a case like this but you know i i just feel like like especially right now the, everyone wants to play yeah everyone deserves to play yeah exactly you know when we get to a point where we can run events without player caps again um then then we're looking at a different conversation but for mm-hmm. now you, it, it's sneaker drops yep you know and let me, anytime and let, an event announces you got to be ready to go and let me put up one more argument if i may uh first okay. of all actually before i even put up the argument uh i reached a conclusion in going on to so many times at tournaments that actually helped me improve to the point where i've started getting out of pools before i stopped competing 50% of a tournament loses their first match. A quarter of players who enter every tournament go 0 and 2. And not all of the people who go 0 and 2 are Johnny Donuts or Fart Sniff. You know? At the end of the day, that's the, that's the attractiveness of an open bracket. And unfortunately, that's kind of the way the world the the double elimination world crumbles is Half the players lose the first game. And a quarter of the players, or at half of those half of players, lose their first two games. Now, the other thing is, Steve, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you have the answer to. I surely don't have the answer to. But for the path to making money off of an eSport, I want to bring this up. You play Overwatch. How do you get into an Overwatch League team? Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, right? If you play CSGO, how do you get into a CSGO uh, esports team? You play CSGO, but I, I, I'm i not familiar enough with that game to know, you know right. what circles you have to run in or or what events you have to do well at. Right. 
in order. If you play League of Legends, how do you get into one of the League National Championship teams? Who the hell knows? In the FGC, how do you get big in the FGC? You go to tournaments and you win. Simple. Right? You go to a tournament, you sign up, you do well. There it is. It's like you said, the FGC is about as close to a meritocracy as we can get in an esports setting. Right? And it's very simplified compared to, you know, <laughs> any other esport as far as I know. Because you can't just show up to a tournament and do well in League of Legends. Right? Who the hell even knows tournaments like that? I think the only thing that comes close to it is something like Hearthstone. Right? But hey, guess what? They have open bracket tournaments. So, point is, the FGC is so approachable from the quote-unquote 0-2 Johnny Donuts perspective or the quote-unquote casual perspective because if you want to go somewhere, I mean, this is obviously pre-pandemic, of course, but if you wanted to be a part of the FGC, you just go. Like, literally, that's all it takes. You, you just go to a tournament. There you go. You're part of the FGC. Right? That's literally how I became part of the FGC. I started playing Street Fighter 4, and then I found out when Winter Brawl was in Philadelphia. It was the closest tournament to me at the time. I went. Spoke to Spooky. Spoke to Big E. I came back to another tournament, Summer Jam. Came back to NEC. All of a sudden, I had friends. I never had friends before. I'm kidding. I had friends before. All of a sudden, like, you see the same faces and you start making friendships with these people that you see so often, right? By proxy or just by, you know, getting along. So the fact that there is one person, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm sure there are other top players who do agree with this take, right? Just because they don't want to be inconvenienced by Johnny Donuts. But this, uh, this uh, thought of taking that away is what's going to be the end of the FGC as we know it. If you start making it harder for people to become a part of the community, if you start making one player's money worth more than the other, especially in the medium where we ain't in the esports world, sorry, Steve, that's the, end of, that's the end of our community, right? Like it, used to, it was the same way in arcades. All you had to do was just show up and beat everybody. All you have to do is show up and just strike up a conversation. Like, that's literally it. With other games and other communities, like, the, I don't even know where to begin. Right? So, that's it. And that's, I think, what makes the FGC so attractive. And a thought like this is exactly the opposite of where we need to be going. And that's all I have to say on that subject, I think. I think I've spoken enough on it. We have, uh, we've spoken a lot on this. Oh my God, it's seven. Okay, Steve, we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to speed okay. run the rest of the show. Um, do we, uh, can we hit up the Steam sale real quick? Oh yeah, hit it up. So speaking All of right. spending money, <laughs> go for it, Steve. Steam Summer Sale is going on. If you want to pick up some fighting games, now is a good time to do it. This is just a handful of the titles 
that are on sale. Uh, Skullgirl Second Encore for five bucks. Tekken Seven for six bucks. That's the that's the full game too, like that, with DLC. Well, no, the five ninety nine no? is uh, okay. Just the base game. Uh, most of these games do include uh, sales for uh, DLC. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like. MK11 Ultimate is on sale for 30 and that includes everything. Uh, Guilty Gear uh, Rev 2. Uh, there's a version that's like, I think, $749 with for the base game, but uh, if you include the DLC, it's 9 bucks. DBFZ is 9 bucks. You there? If you've ever wanted to pick up a fighting game, uh, now is a good time to check it out on Steam. The only notable title I saw that was not on sale uh was grand blue fantasy versus mm. or strive what a strive well strive i <laughs> i really didn't count since it came out yeah no it's a okay. week and a half ago uh but steve sales are cool and all i want to get to something that again i didn't think this was ever going to happen but sure enough here we are. And this crazy shenanigans is the presentation of Kazuya in Smash. The only way we're ever going to see Tekken Cross Street Fighter is in Smash. The only way we're ever going to see Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Well, not Tatsunoko versus Capcom. The other one. Capcom versus SNK. TBS is in Tekken. And Smash. But check this out, dude. This is what they did to Kazuya in Smash. And I cannot believe how crazy it is that they made a Tekken character feel like a Tekken character in a Smash game. And here... uh, (laughs) It's unbelievable. I cannot cannot believe that they turned Kazuya into a Shoto. Uh... But Chuck Norris is a Shoto. <laughs> he really is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. He really is. All right, let's go ahead and fast forward a little bit because I want to see some of these. First of all, we have ten strings. It, it's you. You gotta love how much they they did this with Ken and Ryu. You gotta love how much these characters are love letters to the series they come from. Mm-hmm. They, you know, whatever you think of the game as a fighting game, as a video game, it just does so much well, and yep. this is one of them. He even has the timing, like they have timings and strings in Tekken. He even has timing. Look, he has the the running kick while running kick. Not to mention the stage is pretty badass too. Let's not even get to yeah. that. That we got split kicks. I don't think we're gonna have time to sit here and watch until we get to this point. But Steve, they have wave dashing. The game that created wave dashing is now in Smash that uses wave dashing. Now has wave dashing for the character because you can crouch dash. Crazy. Are Are you able to fast forward to that? Because I I've not seen this. Where's that? Back your Smash. And these are all the moves. Like, they literally said, like, wow, Tekken characters have a lot of moves. We're going to put them all in. They're all here. Just like the just like the ultimate 
uh, uh, marketing. Is everybody's here? All the moves are here. Let's see, where is this? Uh, not. Oh yeah, and he also turns into uh, Devil Kazuya. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right, We're, he's talking about the throws and how you can combo off of after throws. See, look at that. Look at that input. I think I might have to go back just a little bit to see where it there. What what is this motion you might be asking? It's a crouch dash. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a crouch dash. dash. I don't think he I don't think he can do Korean back dashes, which is unfortunate. But look at that. It's a crouch dash and it goes under highs. And you have uh, Win Godfist. Off of it. And hey, Steve, guess what? If you do a just frame, you get electric wind godfist. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing I what was, he's managed to I do with this. I was curious about that. I was really curious See, look at that. about that. In the original game, the input window was a single frame. We've made it a little bit more forgiving, but there it is. Also, they call it a dragon uppercut, but it's an electric wind godfist. So, so, so he's got an uppercut. He's got an uppercut. He's got a forward advancing kick, and he's got a projectile. He really is a shoto. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Also, his beam looks looks messed up. It's crazy. Like it looks so strong. But yeah, dude, the the stage looks pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Also, along with this, I did want to bring this up because this was pretty cool. Uh, let's take a look at the me costume, shall we? Also, by the way, you get, like, all the same customizations you would get in Tekken. Well, not all of them, but you get a lot of it. And this is what Kirby looks like when he swallows Kazuya. So, there you go. You, too, can blast Devil J or Devil Kazuya lasers with Kirby now. Uh, okay. Let's take a look at some of these Mii Fighters. You do have to pay right. for this. Sorry. We're doing Black Grab. We're doing Black Grab. Here it is. The first one. I unfortunately watch this, so I know what's coming up, but I don't think you do. I have so this not, is be cool. so this okay. is new to me. Whoa, is this guy? Is is Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia? <laughs> block. Yeah, block. I agree. I'm, I don't even know what this is. I'm not big on the Tales series. I'm sorry. Oh, who's this? Excuse me. Let's just put Skyrim in the game. Screw it, right? That's a grab uh, for me. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty badass. Grab because why not? <laughs> oh, who's that? Dante? From Devil Dante May Cry? From oh, Devil May Cry You can't 3? say Devil May Cry, though, and you can't say Skyrim. That's something very specific that they put in there. They aren't using the game names. They're using the character names for this. But yeah, Dante is on there. You have to grab. You have to grab. And Dante. Dante! They finally Shots made it. And she gets special music, too. But it's not Dance Through the Danger. So No, why? it's not. No, that's a grab. That's a grab. So there you are. You get Lloyd, Shantae, the, the Dragonborn from Skyrim, <laughs> and Dante from Devil May Cry. But you can't say Devil May Cry because I don't think they have the rights for that. Can you say Dante from Devil May Cry 3? Sure. <laughs> or no, Dante from the Devil May Cry series. 
Dante from the Devil May Cry too. Sure, I think that oh ends a little bit better. But yeah, those are the new me fighters, and that is Kazuya and Smash. Great. Speaking of Kazuya, Tekken. I just want to go by this really quickly. As of June nineteenth, Tekken has seen a very big resurgence in concurrent player numbers on Steam. How big is that? You may ask. It doubled. They had around 6,000 concurrent players normally. It is now sitting at 11 and 12,000 since June 19th. Why is that? Kazuya got announced on the 16th. That might be it. Steam sales, I think, started on the 19th. That might be it. Now, I do believe there is something that goes a little bit deeper. here, And I wish I had more time to sleuth in this one. But unfortunately, I only had a little bit of time before the show. However... There is something very interesting. The Nintendo account did not tweet on June 19th. I know, it's a big deal. The Nintendo account that has been tweeting like three times every day from different things that happened from their Nintendo Direct and from stuff that was happening. They were kind of hyping up the uh, showcase. It did not tweet on June 19th. And that's when the numbers doubled for Tekken. Why is that? We're going to have to take a deep dive sometime in the future. Keep an eye out for the patterns. Anyway. But yeah, I just wanted to bring this up. I, I think it's probably because of the sales at the end of the day, to be completely frank. But Tekken's got a lot of eyes on it now that it's on the Smash end of things, right? There's a lot of people who like Smash. Not a lot of people who... I mean, Smash, you can't, you can't play Tekken in the, uh, in the Switch, as far as I know. But hey, maybe people want to check out what... Tekken's all about since it's popular enough to be in Smash. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was very interesting. Now, Steve, we truly do have to speedrun the rest of this because we have 10 minutes left to the show. Technically 12. Uh, but we have a couple of things that we do need to get through. First, should we take a look at some announcements? Yes. And some trailers? Alright. Yeah. What is this? Audio jungle. Audio jungle. <laughs> Tonight in the light of the Playo Blue Moon. So I will say. The Tsukihimi character. What is this? Blood Banquet? Oh. 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 We're, oh. we're looking at Melty. We're looking it at is. Melty. This is the new Melty Blood. And it looks good. It, it does. It obviously, it it obviously do. doesn't... Uh, no one's going to confuse this for Guilty Gear. Right. No one's going to confuse this for Grand Blue. But this does feel like a... Uh, it feels Melty-ish, but it feels like a very polished Melty. Yeah. It looks really if that good. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It looks really, really cool. It is amazing to see uh, all the work Yoshinori Ono has put into this. Who would have thought that we were going to see Tekken in 20... Or Tekken, oh my god. Melty in 2021. And who would have thought that Ono was going to be behind Melty Blood type Lumina <laughs> in 2021? And carrying the franchise on September 30th. Okay, this is both great for us and terrible for Tio's. Porja Bailey just sold out CEO and now Melty or Melty Blood's coming out in September. Poor uh uh 
Who's the organizer for Climax? Uh, Shinobi. Shinobi, thank you. Or Shinobi. Just put Climax and Night together. I'm hoping that he's able to get some sort of... There would probably be a side tournament for the players that are there. Um, but I know space-wise, it was going to be tough to get Melty in there anyway. Um, yep. There will be Melty had at, at Climax. There's no way there won't be Melty represented some way, somehow. Oh, what is this? Oh, the deluxe edition. Okay, so there. Oh, it's 49, 50 smackaroos for the regular and 70 for the deluxe. Just in case you guys didn't know. Also, before, speaking of deluxe, uh, there is one person who is a deluxe supporter here on the channel, and that is NDO103. Thank you for your 42 months of support. Much appreciated. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting the show. Three and a half years. That's deluxe. That is incredible. We, everyone who supports us, we really do appreciate it. Oh, Jabaley said, so from Blue, breaking news uh, in the chat, uh, Jabaley has said that Melty Blood's going to be the first game announced at CEO Taco 2022. And by going to be announced, he means he just announced it. <laughs> yeah, we're, my guess is... Uh, like when I say that it's going to be at climax, obviously it won't be there as an official game, but I am sure some of the attendees are going to put together a side tournament for sure. Um, the, it won't necessarily be under, it, it will be at climax. It won't necessarily be under the climax umbrella, but it's going to happen. It games, melty games will be had. I promise you that for sure. Speaking of games being had, we also had more things from another game. Sorry, we have to, we have to keep going here. New stage, new character, Vanessa. Sorry, I shouldn't talk over the guy who's paid to do it. All right, there's Vanessa. Oh, Team Secret Agent! Oh, look at that. Team Secret Agent announced. Working of Fighters. If I had more time um, and wasn't tied up with other things, I would have, you know, photoshopped a little to Totally Spies clip into that. It does look like Totally reveal. Spies. I'm glad you said that because I thought it. I thought it. Also, yeah, that is a brand new team. Never before seen. Team, team Secret Agent. Coming to the King of Fighters 15 in 2022. Good stuff. Uh, it, Steve, well, go can ahead. you call yourself Secret Agent and still be a Secret Agent? Yeah. I think that Look at Archer. what you call your... I James actually Bond. haven't seen that show. Okay, we're not going to get into this because we don't have enough time, but I think you need to get yourself a Hulu subscription and go start watching Archer. That show I have out. Hulu. I okay, have then go Hulu. watch Archer right now while I play this next trailer. That sounds unprofessional. 2020, 2021. Fa 2021 is back. F.A. First attack. Oh, first attack. Nice! Registration opens on July 1st. All you sponsored players who want to whine about not getting it, set your alarms. Dumbasses. So Thursday at noon. Okay, we're not watching the trailer That's again, sorry. Thursday at noon, 
if you want to see what's going down in Puerto Rico. First Attack 2021 registration will open. Um, so yeah, we've got more events returning. Uh, unfortunately, we do have an event that is not taking place anymore. Um, oh man, this... I should, we should have led with this one instead of going out on a downer, but that's okay. <laughs> that's my fault. Well, you know, it's the circle of life. There's yin, there's yang. Mm-hmm. There's life there's and there's life. death. There's announcements and there's cancellations. And unfortunately, we do have a cancellation of Battle Arena Melbourne 2021. This is the big Australian event run by the Couch Warriors team. Uh, they issued a statement earlier this week that said in part, quote, We are announcing the postponement of BAM 2021. After careful consideration of the COVID safety state across Australia and discussions with the venue, we have taken the difficult step to postpone. We are moving BAM to its traditional month of May 2022. In its place for those who can attend in Melbourne on July 11th, we will have a special alternative event we dub BANC, or Battle Arena Nightclub. Uh, And they go on to say uh, that due to the Melbourne lockdown recently, with a slow rate of changes uh, to restrictions, the scope of the event has been affected. Adding to the decision, the new hotspots in New South Wales and Queensland have, dis- have diminished uh, the ability for interstate visitors to attend our community's national event. In this uncertain environment, we cannot guarantee an event befitting the scale and style expected of BAM. End quote. Man. Feels like 2020 all over again, huh? And that is something that, you know, I think this is a discussion for another day, but that is something we might need to talk about is uh, this new variant that's kind of sweeping the world again because they just announced one here in my county, and I got to tell you, that makes my blood pressure rise. It's not over. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, um, but it's not as if there's a definitive beginning or a definitive end to this just yet. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but it's powered by ERCOT, the uh, electrical grid in Texas. So it's faulty. How are, Has that been okay for you guys lately? I'm fine. I still have friends who don't have electricity still. So it's not great. <laughs> and not to mention that, uh, I don't know if you read, but uh, if you have a smart thermometer in Austin... The uh, electrical companies have uh, been automatically turning your thermostats up so you don't waste too much electricity during the day. So that's been fun. But again, I've been fine. I have old thermometers. I think the the whole... The, the moral of the story is don't get smart thermometers because other people can turn that up and down and you're gonna you're gonna wake up to it being 85 degrees in your house without while while going to bed setting the thermostat at 71 good job Burkott. and again i just want to say with with all the crap that happened in texas i guess i have special <laughs> uh perspective on Unusual temperatures. Uh, big ups to the people over in the Pacific Northwest, man. I hope you guys stay safe. I know things are not great, 
global warming is getting the best of us, but stay strong and uh, don't blow up anything on the 4th of July. Yes. Uh, if, if you do use fireworks, be very careful, especially if you're in one of these spots that has been uh, very, very hot because we don't need more gender reveals. Nope. We no don't more need more... Reveals. You know, just forego the fireworks this year, huh? Just forego the fireworks this year. It's okay. We'll have another 4th of July, I hope. Just just play Firework by Katy Perry. That's pretty much the yep. same thing. Maybe just you're pull a out firework. Have you ever felt like a plastic bag, Steve? I've... I feel like a plastic bag more often than I care to admit. I don't disagree. And I choose not to expand on that because we gotta get going. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, but the show, unfortunately, has to make like a plastic lap, but past it, take two, action. We, the show, we got to make like a banana and split. Take two. The show has to make, or it has to be like a plastic bag and get blown away by the wind and come back another day. So, for me, my name is Elon. For the last time, everybody say, please, please thank this wall for providing us with shelter thank you roof and this fan and this air conditioning duct and this fire alarm uh for making the show happen i'll be back hopefully next week but no promises i don't know how moving is going to go but next time i'll be back with a brand new wall hopefully same art sharpie will be back next week for sure and steve any last words before we blow into the wind um I would say good night, Canada. <laughs>